Most people listen to podcasts to learn something, to be entertained and to walk away feeling inspired, perhaps even educated a bit. Hello, I'm Devo and I'm one of the two hosts of our show, The Little Impolite Podcast. Welcome and thanks for listening. This show is for the expansive, open-minded, creative, whose persistent curiosity towards integrating new information in their lives never stops. Think of it as the free thinker's toolkit for anyone that refuses to enroll in the conformity of all of those around them, instead forging their own paths with fortitude and love. It's that slightly unapologetic conversation with that new friend you just met that sort of wistfully and effortlessly pushes the conversation into spaces that you never expected. It's the deep-hearted conversations with purposeful and thoughtful individuals that have finally figured out their superpowers and are now pouring into it with gusto and love. We're delighted to host these conversations with you that lead us down the conversation well. But watch your step, because most of our guests, and of course, Lisa and I, are a little impolite. Welcome, welcome to the Little Impolite Podcast. I'm Devo. And I'm Lisa Staff. And we're excited that you've taken the time to sit down in your car while you're en route to work or wherever you are listening to us to our fantastic show that we have recently rebranded to the Little Impolite Podcast. And what are we talking about today? Being average is something that people probably describe you as a lot. And we wanted to just, <laughs> just talk about that. So the conversation, um, I think we saw it on uh, was it a billboard or we read it, saw it in a movie. It was, uh, or maybe it was a quote. I don't even know where it came from. It's weird because we get these show ideas and we write them down or I put them in my phone as a sort of a, a bookmark and then we come back to it and we just sort of expound on it. So this one is centered around average outputs yields average results mm-hmm. and sort of the is that in business or personal life i think it's in everything mm-hmm. you get out what you put in there's all sorts of cliches around this but um karma law of karmic returns different ways you can look at it but um you and i are just going to riff no guests today just mm-hmm. have a conversation and our personal take on average results average outputs and see where it goes mm-hmm. if you're new to the podcast or if you've been listening to mind body business we're Glad that you're joining us today. Um, Devo and I met four or five years ago, and as we've worked together and combined businesses together, we've we've been able to encounter a lot of people that are really interesting. And as we've been um, curious in certain areas, we found that this podcast, being able to talk to these people that are doing amazing things around the world, has been just a great opening mind-opening conversation starter, and we wanted to share some of these great people with you. Sometimes we were just talking ourselves, and a lot of times we have fabulous guests on. Mm -hmm. I like what you just said a second ago about the connections that we've made. Um, We're we're actually launching different projects and businesses uh, and working with a lot of the people that are in our space right Mm -hmm. now have come from the podcast. Yeah. So if there's a reason enough or justification for the time and energy that we put into this, that alone has made it worth my time. Just the brilliant yeah. number of people that we yeah. have intersected with. The the ways that they have changed our life, not just, we're not talking business, but personally, things that we weren't thinking about as much before. And we've got more of an in-depth, we've got all the f- facts behind it, mm-hmm. the science behind it, the benefits behind, hey, if you make these changes, whether to your your daily routine, your health, your business, all of these things, we've found a lot of different um implications to it, results from it. And it's just been kind of dynamic in our lives, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. 
So we appreciate you taking the time to watch the show. Uh, drop us a comment if you have questions or if you have some thoughts about it. Feel free to follow us. We'd love follows. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a fantastically brilliant review. I know I- it's a pain in the butt to do that, but we really appreciate it. Is it really that big of a pain in the butt? Um, it's easier if you're on it's an iPhone. If you're down. on an iPhone, it's super easy. But yeah. yeah. All right. So everything you need to know to do that is in the show notes below. Um, we appreciate your time. You can find Lisa if you want to communicate with her directly on Instagram is your best place, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa staff photo. And you can find me everywhere. I'm ubiquitous. Um, but you can find me specifically on Instagram at Fusion Photog. And then we are launching, actually, we have launched our new yeah. Little Impolite podcast channel on Instagram, a Little Impolite yeah. podcast. So. Also, as we're throwing all of this information to you, uh, within our other business that we're combined together, we do branding, marketing, social media strategies, all of the things, create content, all the things for small businesses. And it can be a little overwhelming if you're in a business and you're trying to take on social media. Um, We have a free download for you if you're feeling overwhelmed by social media, if you're feeling overwhelmed by how to do it in a healthy way and still spend time with your family, with your lovers, with your business, doing the other things that are important to you rather than scrolling all day. And if you want some more of that information, check out our show notes. There'll, There'll be a link to that download in there. But you are going to have to give away an email address, and we will not spam you, but we would like to communicate with you. We find email to be an effective way to do that. We do. So talk about... Transparency. Transparency. (laughs) All right, then. See you on the other side. Thanks. Well, well, well. Look who decided to show up for today's podcast. I don't think I had a choice, actually. We had half an hour free so we decided to do this because you know we wanted to validate how important we are by always recording what we talk about yeah because (laughs) if we don't record it how are people going to listen to our splendor and greatness if a tree falls in the forest basically so you were saying earlier that you were gonna let me chase you around the streets and stuff because since i injured my knee i haven't really been able to play soccer and i'm like seeing it my face feels puffy i need to be like out running around fucking shit up so can I just chase you around the block? Yeah, we're going to reenact the Matrix that we watched. Disappointingly, we watched it last night. Actually, it took us three nights to watch it because we just couldn't do it all in one. Sometimes you need to leave an original as a standalone and don't try to mimic it or add to it. Sometimes it's good enough. It's a classic. And then you degrade it, don't you? Yeah, this just turned into a an American bullshit finance, make more money with big bangs, dropping bullets, slow motion, animatrix. It's like, honestly, on a scale of one to 10, I give that a zero. I was on the verge of tears watching it the whole time, not because it was a tearjerker, just because it was like, it was watching a car crash, wasn't it? They had two, or, train three, wreck. They had two or three really good um, esoteric, cathartic lines that they dropped in the movie, which I expected um, just because, you know, it, the premise of it. But beyond that, it was a bullshit movie. And anybody mm-hmm. who tells me that they enjoyed that movie, I completely have lost 100% respect for you. Mm, it's like a litmus test for people now. You ask them what they thought of it. And if they said it was great, you're like, okay, well, yeah. we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be the muzzles and the injections. Now it's moved to the Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. Okay, we moved on. So did you like the movie or not? It was a great. Hey, I got to go. My mom's on the phone. I'm going to go take this call right now. Really important meeting I have. Some excuse. So that's a podcast in itself talking about how sometimes you create something. It's a one of its original and you just need to step away and leave it alone and let it. It's like the Mona Lisa. 
the Mona Lisa doesn't have <laughs> 2.0, 3.0. It doesn't have all those. It's just, it's standalone. It's great. Let's appreciate it. Let's move on and let's create something new. That's the problem. There's so many regenerated things off the same idea instead of creating a new idea. We're like, oh, we'll just we'll just add to that. Which we'll just ride on those coattails. Which is why I believe in simulation theory because this, I think this is all just one giant recording and we just keep repeating it over and over. I mean, if you just take a look at the history, historical context of human existence, it's literally just one repetitive version after the next. Like you can see, it's like you ever watch those uh, nature shows. And they do like the ice shelves in the Arctic and they show the different layers mm-hmm, of strata mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they can tell historically, you know, if there was lava flows and if there was meteorites and if aliens landed or whatever else happened in those, in those layers, like each layer sort of just keeps repeating itself every, I think it's like mm-hmm, 25,000 mm-hmm, years, like mm-hmm. mathematically. That's all this is going on. I think we're just all in one giant matrix. I love watching those shows. And Leonardo DiCaprio was standing in one and you're just like, why are you standing there? You're going to fall in and then a great white or something is going to eat you. Killer whale. Um, let's talk a little bit more about... Wait, before you talk about that, I was going to ask you a question. You know, there you, you asked about the Mona Lisa. And yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But is there a way that I could clone you and would I be able to handle two of you? You can handle two of me. And I want to talk a little bit more about the fact that I could chase you around here because you need to get some exercise in matrix style but i like (laughs) i've come up with a better idea remember uh over the holidays we went to that um with the family to that arcade and i was riding on that motorbike what's what's that ride called it's a simulation where you're riding on a motorbike oh the video game the video i have no idea what it's called but yeah yeah well, I'll put you in that and I'll ride like that motor on that motorcycle with when I was like the Will you be scantily clad with a the scantily thong? clad ho riding on a motorcycle just crashing through shit. <laughs> I'm gonna mow you down. I'm gonna be behind that would you, make you so run. I, I don't really think that's gonna work because if you're dressed like that on the motorcycle, I'll be driving behind no, you. The whole I'm gonna time. run you down. That was so much fun just smashing into shit. You sucked. I did. You were the worst. You were the worst. Um <laughs> Oh, I see you got some Nietzsche going on. Whoa. Someone's going to take a conversation deep. No, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. I just. All right. So why are we here today? Just... We thought we'd do a, a podcast on on how do you stop doing average work and getting average results? Is that why? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to talk about anything else? No, we want to talk about being average. Okay. So let's jump into it. I'm Devo. I'm Lisa Staff. Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast, sponsored by Sprout Connectors. Thank you, Sprout. They are brand accelerators, social media experts, and content glorifiers. Ooh, I like, I like that. that. I'm not going to say anything about the owners. No. Um, we should also have uh, Mint Hill Eye as a sponsor because you're sporting some really nice glasses. Ooh, we should do that. That's a good idea. Let me get this to Ainsley and see if she starts sponsoring our podcast. Mm-hmm. Ben Hill Eye is one of our clients who we mm-hmm. are absolutely in love with because... I could use some new glasses. For the first time in like 30 years, I actually had an eye exam with new glasses. You should go in and see them. I should. I don't know why I put things off like that. Eye exams and pap smears. Just, just like ignore that stuff. Mm. Mammograms. We just don't want to realize that we're actually getting older. I'm not. I'm Benjamin Buttons. I get younger. All right, let's jump into this. So um, this conversation was spawned by, I was listening to a conversation with Seth Godin, by the way. That's who it was. I was listening to a... Right, did you uh, just drop certain names so it sounds like you're you're like yeah, me, woke? Me and Seth go way back. <laughs> he doesn't know that, but 
<laughs> me and Zach go way back. You and his one million followers. I was I was listening to one of his podcasts. I, he was a guest on the show, and and he wasn't talking about this topic, but he was talking about how people, how most people are just settle for average. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking. If we're settling for, if we're have you settled for me? If we're getting <laughs> this is an intervention. If if I lean forward, the light blocks okay, your face. Block so stay light. forward. Yeah. Or it's because your head's so big. It is a big head. I know it's <laughs> filled with massive amounts of knowledge. Um, so it got me thinking. If most people settle for average, that means that the results that they're receiving as their output are a direct reflection of the type of behaviors they're exhibiting. Because I personally believe, and this is not my original thought, that everything we see in our outer world, whether it's our friends, whether it's our business opportunities, whether it's our cash flow, whether it's our partnerships, whatever it is, our fitness routines, our fitness levels, our health, is a direct reflection of our inner engineering. Mm-hmm. So if, if we're fat, piece of shit, we're, we're not exercising, we're not eating healthy. If, if our friends are not inspiring and making us better versions than who we are, then we're sort of surrounding ourselves with average people. If our business partners are complaining about the type of work we're doing, then that means we're doing average outputs. And so everything just sort of mirrors our inner engineering. Would you agree with that statement? Actually, it's really, I'm going to interrupt you for a second because what you're saying is really interesting because we had a, a meeting with our coach going over some things that we're going through in our business. And her question to us was almost that. She's like, why do you think you keep attracting this with your clients? And it, and it focuses on on what we're doing and our inner engineering around that, right? Yeah, I don't know if we should go into too much detail no, no, on that, but no, you're, you're but, right. right? So, so the people that we attract in business, in personal life. It, it's, it's, the, it's everything we do. It's, it, it's, it's our business life. It's our relationship life. Sorry, I'm just trying to balance that out. The camera's off a bit. It, it's, it's literally everything. So mm-hmm. how, do we, how do we change our paradigm so that our results that we're generating are not are no longer average and they and the reflection that we're getting back is consequently also no longer average mm-hmm. so some thoughts on that um i think a lot of it is is you know limiting beliefs as well that we're limiting ourselves and, and for some reason we're why are we thinking that we don't deserve other things or that that's enough and that's all there is and we're just enduring with that. And I think a lot of times I'm always talking about enduring to the end because that was like a religious background. You just you just put up with it. You just endure to the end. If you want more than that, you're being vain, you're being selfish, all of those things. But it's, it's not that. And I think that, um, and I've got some things written down because I didn't want to, we have infinite possibilities and we need to embody all the potential that we have because it's limited, limitless. It's a hard word. Right. Uh, so the potential that we're enabled to express is limitless. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We limit ourselves by just saying that, you know, we're okay where we are. And why are we okay? Are we, we just, we need to look into the feelings that we have about being average. Do we fear standing out? Do we fear what other people think? Do we fear being rejected? Do we fear we're not going to be good enough that we might fail at it? Well, before I address that point, let's go back to that limitlessness. Where does that come from? 
why do you th- our potential? Yeah, why why do you think that people feel that they are limited in everything they do? Why do people have scarcity? Why do people have insecurities? Why do people have lack of leadership? Why do people follow? I mean, there's a general. This is a general. There's, there's fear of oh, stepping on. into the, the, things. This is a generalization, but you know, a large majority of the population is sort of comfortable, comfortably numb with sort of being mm-hmm. in that limited role, limited capacity. They're, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to go against the grain. They don't want to step outside that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So there's an argument to say yeah. made, right? Yeah, or so, they don't so feel why? it's their place to do it. They're waiting for someone else to do it. So why? What do you think? I think a lot of it is fear. Fear in training. Yeah. And, and and standing out and being different because sometimes what you're going to put out there is going to be different than what the masses said is is the stereotype. And from from high school on, from high school into social media now, we all want to fit that. We want to be the cool kid or we want to do what everyone else is doing. We don't want to be the weirdo on the street that stands out. Well, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I would also add to that training. What I mean by that is, if if habits can foster positive results and positive mm-hmm. benefits, then habits, poor habits, can also foster the same. And those poor habits are, you know, except t- the types of educations that we receive and and the non critical linear thinking that we, we're exposed to, the 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 age old traditional nine to five paradigm that you have to go to school, go to college, get a job. Work a forty-hour work week, mm-hmm. nine to five. Marry, have kids, come home, rinse, repeat. Like all of the things that we're taught from an early age, sort and that's what I mean by training. Mm-hmm. Sort of add to that and because that, that poor, habitual, repetitive activity that's ingrained in our ma- our minds from media, from television to commercials to everything we've seen, the education that we're, we receive, those habits lead to the fear, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we just sort of get caught on that treadmill over mm-hmm. and over and over mm-hmm. and over. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there's certain things as well. When you're talking about being average, can we be just average, or is it lying on scale like that we've talked about before? You're either going up or you're going down. It's you're never just stagnant, staying in that one spot. So if you're thinking you're being average and it's okay, are you continuously being average, or are you declining in your potential? Well, let's clarify. Average means different things for different people, Mm -hmm. as does excellence. So Mm -hmm. your level of excellence might be greatly higher than my level of excellence or vice versa. And so I think for individuals, your expression of who you are and what excellence means to you and what what personal habits make you a better version of yourselves, there's a lot of variance there. And only you can decide what works best for you. But the key behind that is understanding that Everything you do directly manifests itself in a mirror reflection of of that of that act of that habit, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can change the way you work out, if you can change the way you engage with people, like perfect example, I'm a little bit terse from time to time. You would agree? I'm sort of like I don't I don't have a lot of time for frivolous conversation, and if somebody says something that I completely disagree with or is factually wrong, like I'm really quick to point it out, and and that can be received as as a bit acerbic from time to time, and and that sort of behavior that I give out to people is mirrored back in how they respond to me, right? So you just said a few hours ago, you know, when people say things that... Don't say the way I said it. <laughs> when people say things to you that you don't agree with or that you know to be factually incorrect, 
take a beat, count 10 seconds and just like, like talk to them as if you were trying to speak in a kinder, softer tone. That's not exactly what you said, but I'll, <laughs> I'll paraphrase that. So it's the same thing. Like everything we do comes back to us in, in sort of a, a direct reflection of that. Yeah. You said something back there too. I zoned out for a lot of it, but one of the things I figured out is, is you were talking about being average and you talked about expressing yourself. And I think that's a key word too. Like, are we afraid of expressing ourselves? Are we expressing ourselves the way that society says we should be expressing ourselves? Or are we just naturally coming out? Because honestly, like we are so different and there's, there's ways with, yeah, there's ways within society. You're sporty spice. You're, you're like, Oh, I'm not an athlete, but everything that you do is athletic in, in the way you walk and the way you throw something like everything is, and I'm not sporty spice. But hey, I'm not afraid to express that. I'm not going to go to all the um, games and tailgate and watch them and listen to them and drink beer. I'm not afraid to express myself and say that's that's not for me now. I'd like to clarify that I never said I'm not athletic. I am athletic. In fact, I've played sports my entire life at yeah, a very high level whatever. and I'm quite good at athletics. But simultaneously to that, I'm also very interested in all different plethora okay of let's not just like build yourself up like you want to make sure you're not average i'm i excel in everything no, i didn't say <laughs> oh <excel>. my god <laughs> even you, your ego <laughs> but you always you always say you're sport you're you always say that i say i'm not sporty but i never said that i am sporty but i'm also a renaissance man i also like theater and good books and good mm-hmm. food and cuisine and good wine and things that don't necessarily fall into the paradigm of sporty spice okay fine fine So when we're talking about average as well, and, you know, I have a religious background and the religious background is always setting standards. Do we need to set standards for ourselves? Is that part of being average? Like, what are our standards? What will we? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I think if we can take a step back and and better understand what our superpowers are. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that that means in all areas, mm-hmm. you know, what are the things that that really empower us to wake up every morning, whether it's our work, whether it's our fitness routine, whether it's the food that we eat, whether it's the relationships that we love most, whatever it is. And if we can really hone in on the things that add value to our lives and get rid of all of the subterfuge, if you will, that includes people, mm-hmm. that includes diet, that includes habits that don't add value. Uh, for me, I personally, this is kind of a, a motto of mine, and it's, uh, I think it's originally a Buddhist idea, probably even older than that, is I, I believe that the purpose for us being here on this planet is to learn, mm-hmm. is, to, mm-hmm. is to rediscover our infinite possibilities, if you will. And in the process of discovering that, the way to do that is to become a better version of ourselves each and every day, each and every moment. So, And that doesn't mean that you're never satisfied. That just means that how can you continue to grow and continue to learn and continue to foster relationships and continue to eat healthier and continue to add more value and continue to serve and continue to find more love? And like, I'm doing this um, one word exercise right now, right? With mm-hmm. the, that Doreen mm-hmm. that Doreen turned us on to. Mm-hmm. And I sent her a note this morning. I forgot she was in Mexico. Sorry, Doreen. I know she listens to these podcasts. She's doing her um, retreat with her mom this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I completely forgot that so she was cool. there. I know. Um, I love that she's doing a retreat with her mom. Freaking amen. So that that's just another example of of 
how you anyway, I'm going surround on yourself with people surround that. yourself with people who yeah. make you a better version of mm-hmm. yourself like mm-hmm. so anyhow I'm doing this one word exercise and Doreen turned me on to this process it's a three-step process and, and the first step of the process is what do you need and start making a list of and it doesn't mean like I need more money I need more girlfriends I need more sex whatever it is it means what do you need in your life mm-hmm. to that needs a modification or needs mm-hmm. an alteration where are you lacking and so I started making a list of some of the things that I struggle with on a regular basis. And the list kept getting longer and longer and longer. Fuck. So I sent Doreen a message. And I'm like, um, I just would like to say, A, thank you. And B, fuck you. Because this list is getting really long. And I'm really starting, I'm really starting to feel a little bit insecure about myself because my list is quite lengthy. And, and it's interesting, though. How many times do we stop and reflect about what do we need? Where are mm-hmm. we lacking? Mm-hmm. And how can we make that better? And I've got a long list. Like, impatient, sometimes intolerant, sometimes judgmental, um, uh, scarcity around certain things, security around certain things. Like my list keeps getting bigger and trying to find what that word is. And the whole point is to, if you can identify the, the tangents of failure, if you will, then you can put attention to them to improve upon them. Mm-hmm. Can I just, I want to point out a couple of things that you said too, that you're listing off all these things that you think that, okay, these are, you know, the list is getting really long. I would guess that most people have the same struggles with those things. And we all think that we are the only ones that are struggling with those things. I, I think most people's lists are pretty long and there's a, a quite a crossover of those things that we all struggle with, whether it's money issues or like you said, being impatient, all of those things. And we feel sometimes like it's our detriment. Nobody else struggles with that. Also, you were talking about not being satisfied. And I think somewhere in there, there's a balance between being content, but being content with being more as well. Like being content isn't just sitting there and being like, okay, well, my work here is done. I'm just going to enjoy all these things because to not be grateful for for what I have is is basically a sin. But somehow in being satisfied and being content, being content with growth and being content with being uncomfortable, having situations where you're a little bit scared and stepping into those things and growth, being content with growth. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I think I like what you said, the balance part. So how do you find that line between being content and, and feeling sated? It's like that really good meal you ate you probably only need one serving of it, mm. but it's so fucking good. And you just keep, you go back for seconds and then mm-hmm. you sneak out with the fridge, you buy thirds. It's like, how do you find that balance to know that you've had enough and it's good enough? Or where do you see that imbalance where it, it, it's, I'm, I'm okay with the, the lessons I need to learn there, but I need to get better at it. So how do you find that balance between the two? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I don't know that I have the answer, but I think um, I, I think for me the first piece is to make this list. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know, there's a there's an age old principle called the Pareto principle, which is the eighty twenty rule. Twenty percent of of what we do produces eighty percent of our results. So I think for for me the first part of sort of identifying how do I reduce my average work so that I don't have average output is to take a look at all the things that don't add value necessarily to my life. And remove them from my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that means mm-hmm. friends or bad friends, people that don't add value to your life, work that's not adding value to your life. You, know, you, take, a li- you take a look at someone, I don't know who said this, but 
somebody once told me or I read somewhere that the worst possible thing you can do every morning is make a list of things to do because 80% of those things don't get mm-hmm. done. So if you are going to make a list, dwindle, whittle your list down to just 20% of the power plays that need to happen. And I, I call mine my big three. What are my big three things mm-hmm. I need to accomplish mm-hmm. today? And that's roughly 20% of my 20% of my work. But if I get those big three done, mm-hmm. that translates into 80% of my results. So that would be my first step. Okay, so two of them would be doing yard work for me and yeah. cooking for me. Well, so you've got room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that would be my first that would be my first piece because if you can reduce the subterfuge from your life, then you're reducing those outside influences that are taking up your time, wasting time on social media unnecessarily, mm-hmm. reading unnecessary emails, going back and checking your messages throughout the day, and, and you know, all those different things that just are just time wasters because while they might look like one-offs in the moment, if you were to add, and I did this, I do this with my phone. I take a look at the amount of time I spend mm-hmm. on my phone, and I set limits. Like I literally have my phone turned off from five a.m. until eight a.m. every morning. I can't access my phone anymore because I wasn't disciplined enough to not check my messages. Mm-hmm. But what's happened is by reducing that time, I was able to fill it with something more valuable. Mm-hmm. And so I've, and I said to you yesterday, I've gotten back to my, I've, I've gotten away from doing my day, my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And so I have the last two mornings in a row, I've gotten back to it. And I just feel calmer, cleaner, more effective because I was able to sort of establish that routine. So let's just say that most times when we're having a, in most situations, when we're having a stroke, it always goes back to those maybe three, four, five main things that you always hear that you should be doing. It's those standard things. Establish a morning routine, be grateful, um, meditate, find some sort of athletic whether it's yoga or going to the gym or whatever, it always falls back on those things. And there's a reason for that to eat clean and healthy, all those things that we always hear. Um, I want to say as well that we don't owe anyone continuity. I think sometimes, you know, whether it's the the age that my daughter is right now and her friends at that age, you know. It's hard to drink coffee with this headphones. It's very hard. And <laughs> where we are at today, we don't want to be sitting around at, at and what does she call it? Uh, darty, day drinking, a day party. You don't want to be doing that. Your daughter. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. So we don't owe anyone continuity. We don't owe anyone the fact that, hey, this is what they expect of me. This is why they like me. I don't want to change. Yeah, I agree with you. So that leads to, for me, that uh, that was my second thing. I actually wrote down three takeaways for today's call. And is, we had a podcast on this yesterday yeah. with Katie Wallace is learn to say no. And it's okay to say no. You can say no to something that doesn't add value to your life. We're so focused on on solving other people's problems because it makes us feel valued. It makes us feel bigger. It makes us feel like, oh, they really need me. But most of the time, well, I shouldn't say most of the time, if, if we were to look at and reflect on a lot of the things that we've said yes to, I would venture to guess there's a few of those things that have gotten us into some trouble whether are time wasted, bad relationships, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, everyone has their own different unique list. But learning to say no and only saying yes and focusing on the things that that can add value to our life or to someone else's life in a, in a what's the word, in a benevolent, unfettered way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the, for me, uh, did you want to expand on that or you could? No, that? I'm good with that. And then the final piece that you you touched on earlier is having clarity of purpose. And that's really kind of goes back to those age-old things you just said that work for us, right? So having a purpose and understanding 
what it is you need to accomplish on a daily and a, mm-hmm. on a micro level, but on a macro level, what are the things in your life that really are going to make you f- fulfilled and make you feel empowered to complete and do and go after those mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not just settle for the status quo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to go through a, like a little story that I had, cause this is kind of what I went through yesterday and, and, talking about exceeding expectations, always give clients, always give people more than what they ask for and don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had, um, a situation that I've, I worked with, um, with a group of people for quite a while and started out with what my vision for it was. And I felt like I was exceeding expectations, delivering, and I'm not going to say what the goods are, but delivering these goods, like, this is amazing. This is, this is like, this is going to hit the market. And they weren't ready for that. And I'm not saying it wasn't good. It was good stuff that I was doing. What do you but, mean they weren't ready for that? Um, they weren't ready to step into that sort of power Got of it. it. Okay. So the assets that I was creating, they were, they were being a little bit more mild and they were pulling back to average instead of ste- stepping into more. So you, you have a couple of choices there. You can always just deliver what people ask for, or you can deliver what they ask for and then give them a taste of something else too. Like it's not your job to limit yourself just because someone else is limiting their their ideation around something. So give them a variety of things to choose from. Here's what you're asking for, but sky's the limit. Here's something else that we can project and give you options for. And in doing that, you're you're uplifting them, but you're also creating more skills for yourself. You're also, it's put me in a place where now my quality of work has increased. I've not limited myself. I've been able to push myself. And I think sometimes you um you you don't see the value that you have because they're they're maybe choosing something else. They're maybe going a different direction, but you don't see the talent that you have in yourself that you're able to visualize things that they can't see clearly. And I don't think I'm explaining it right, but when I'm looking at images, they're confused at it and I can look at an image like that and so can you and you you can see all the things that are happening, the dynamic aspect of this is the image because of the connection between the energy, all of these things in it. Yeah. And no, you you think, oh well, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing it. You can't limit yourself because other people are limited in certain vision. Which is kind of the point of this conversation is mm-hmm. is getting rid of the average because the mm-hmm. average doesn't add value. But when you're working with other people, sometimes people can't see through mm-hmm. your lens. They can yeah. only see the, through the context of their lens. Yeah. And, and their lens right, wrong, or indifferent yeah. is different than yours, yeah. right? And and whether and that's what I was going back to earlier, like yeah. my version of excellence might be different than mm-hmm. your version and, and her version of excellence might be considerably different than yours, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes we don't always know what other people want or mm-hmm. need, right? Because we haven't done a good job of getting, clarifying that discovery with them, right? So one of the things we always ask our clients is what will define success for you? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. we're on the same page because if you think success is more followers, I'm going to tell you that that is not what a definition mm-hmm. of success on social media is. But if that's all you're focused on, then our strategy is going yeah. to be significantly yeah. different, right? Mm-hmm. So I hear your point. So I, th- I think we we can't we can't rely on other people to validate who we are mm-hmm. and what we're good at. Yeah, there's there's a degree of that, 
but we need to get uncomfortable. We need to give them what they're asking for and then what we know we can do and what we're internally asking for as well. Mm-hmm. I like that point. Um, which gets it, which, which kind of brings you back to the, to the original point of clearly understanding who you, who you are, what you do and what value you add. I was, I was having this conversation with a client yesterday and they have this really cool new product that they're trying to launch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he said to me, and I'm not calling him out, but I, I, this is what I said to him on the phone. So he said to me, you know, we really, we think that we're really cute together. And we think that the things that we do are really, are, are really fun. And, and we, we want that persona to come across in our product. And, and, I, and I said to him, I said, that might sound really cool to you. And again, I, I appreciate the, your perspective on that, but you're not buying your product. You're selling your product to other people. So you need to really understand what your market wants. Mm-hmm. not what it is that you want because what you want versus what your market wants isn't going to fill up your bank account. So if you want to sell this product and you want to do this energy exchange, this is what I said, if you want this energy exchange between the market and your product, then you need to clearly define what that market looks like so that you can talk to that market in the conversational tone that you want to speak to them so that they are in alignment with your product. Mm-hmm. But if all you're focused on is like, oh, I'm cute and my, my fiance is cute and our product is cute, nobody gives two shits about that. People want to know why they would buy your product. What version of themselves can they see in that product? And why would they, why would they give you their money, that mm-hmm. energy exchange, to purchase your product and use it? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, anyway, I guess I'm, that was my point. Good point. Any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, a lot of closing thoughts. Um, I think we just, we need to be comfortable with stepping out. If we're okay with being average, then be average. But if you've got like the, that voice inside of you that you're like, I think I could be more than this. Just step out and do it. Your your opportunities are limitless. I agree with you. The um, one quote that I was wanting to do as a word of the year. Ooh. Amor Fati. Are you going to go with that as your word of the year? I'm feeling a little guilty because we already picked my word of the year, but I kind of really, I kind of really love it. I, I'm no, I don't feel guilty at all. Um, and in fact, um, since I recently learned that the new year is not in January, I really love this. By the way, you've heard me talk about it mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, the new year actually begins in March, and it's it's um, it coincides with the spring equinox, the birthing. You know, the planet's in a specific rotation, the sun's in a certain alignment, regrowth of everything, the energetic cycles, if you believe in all this woo-woo stuff. Um, so I, I thought that by March, I would sort of go through this exercise that I'm going through that Doreen turned me on to. And by March, I would have my new word picked out. And I, I decided I'm going to start doing this every year, and I'm going to get that word tattooed on my arm so that I have a chronology of all my words from here on out until I die. I think you should get tattooed on your face. Like Tyson? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What if you don't like the words that are on my face and you have to see that every single day? Let's keep it. I know. I know. So, Amar Fate is. It's your word. Tell me. The love of your fate, love of your life. So, living a life that you would repeat over and over again, you wouldn't change. So, that doesn't mean it's a perfect life, it's a life that well lived. 
that you've learned from it, that you've made decisions that have helped you to grow and step into the person that you are? So I love that. That's a little bit of Nietzsche. Mm -hmm. I love that you dropped Nietzsche. It's one of my favorite philosophers. Mm -hmm. I posted something yesterday on my stories that if you could relive tomorrow, would you relive tomorrow? Would you relive your tomorrow? Or it's would you like look, no regrets, right? I don't know. Is it? I specifically said tomorrow, not relive today, mm -hmm. because you don't know what your tomorrow looks like yet. But if you have to make the decision that you're going to relive your tomorrow before tomorrow happens, then you've sort of already committed to something. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You could win the lottery. You could strike the bank rich with the best client ever. You whatever it is, something big could happen tomorrow. But if you have to decide today that you're going to relive tomorrow, no matter what, you're putting your hands in someone else's fate. So mm -hmm. would you relive tomorrow? I'd like to hope that I'm making the decisions each and every day that are expanding myself that I would say yes. Mm. Amar Fati. Mm -hmm. Latin. Love of fate or love of love of your own personal fate. Mm -hmm. So regardless of the outcome, so mm -hmm. you wouldn't relive tomorrow. But I would live, I would try to live my days each day that I'm not regretting it or I'm not wasting time or that I'm not shooting myself. I think you, you should further delineate that MR Fati in, in understanding that that doesn't mean that you're in love with all of the amazing things no, that happen. No. You're in love with the, the suffering, struggle. the struggles, the successes, everything that occurs to you because you recognize and acknowledge that through this suffering, mm -hmm. if you will, through the struggles, if you will, that there's a polar opposite, a yin yeah. and a yang to that. And in so recognizing what it is that you don't prefer, you can consequently step into what you do prefer. Mm -hmm. And so that's what mm -hmm. you're, I, mm -hmm. I love it. I think you should get that on as a tattoo, honestly. And if we're going to do tattoos together, um, that's, that's something that I would consider doing with you. Because I have a Latin quote as well that I love that, you know, I live by, mm -hmm. which is arete, mm -hmm. which is very similar to yours, mm -hmm. but in everything you do, do it, doing, do it with excellence and success, your most excellent and success possible. Don't do anything average. Don't do anything half-ass. Mm -hmm. Step into your power. Live with Arte. Mm -hmm. So here's to being convicted enough about your life that you would like to tattoo it across your body. That's a that's a that's a podcast we were going to do. Like, why would someone? Why would somebody wear a label? Why would you wear a Nike shirt? Or why would you wear a? What are, what are, what are some of the products that you use? Okay, we're not going to talk about. I know, that but right what's, what's a product that you use? Just gave me a brand, something that you, uh, you like. Um, you like Zara, Zara clothes. Yeah. You know, do you love Zara enough? Or, or no. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> but there are people that love Zara enough that would put that bumper sticker on their car, that bumper sticker on their forehead. So mm -hmm. another podcast. Okay, cool. This is a great podcast. I like, I enjoy doing these conversations with you. Um, I'm Devo. I'm Lisa Staff. And we really appreciate the time. We know you have choices when when there's six billion podcasts out yeah. there now so i'm surprised your moms aren't podcasting too <laughs> so, that's funny so, so, so why made, did we start podcasting well let me finish this so you made a choice to listen to us today and i we we appreciate that and we appreciate the time and energy you've given to 
to your day to listen to our babbling and rambling. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. Thanks for validating us. Why do we podcast? <laughs> mm -hmm. It started with my social media. Uh, I have a I have an audience of people who show up to provide feedback on some of the things that I write. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's my cathartic, originally social media was my cathartic way of journaling my, my wacky headspace. And then I thought it'd be fun to just sort of talk about it. And so I started talking about it and then you came along and I found it even more fun to engage in a conversation with you. And then we decided to invite other people on the planet that we would have never had the chance to meet mm -hmm. like Katie Wallace, like Daryl Evans, who's on, we're on a podcast. I think it's tomorrow. Like Dan Mangina, who mm -hmm. I've started projects with like Dan from uh, Ayahuasca in Argentina and Brazil. Like who, who, we had it's opened up conversations that we would never have had and made connections with people that have come into our lives for a variety of reasons since then. Absolutely. Made con making connections with people through our people collecting habits, but in the process of doing that and having these conversations, the cascade effect that it's had on the other people who have heard those shows mm -hmm. and the, and the number of people that have heard our show who have then now reached out to us because they want to be a mm -hmm. guest on a show because they like the way that we do it. And like, it's just sort of snowballed. Mm -hmm. And then now it's just kind of, it's, it's, I, I can't step away from it now because yeah. it's sort of picked up its own energy, yeah. its own cycle. So where are they going to find more about us? You can find this glorious human being in the shell and the entity that she is on Lisa staff photo. On Instagram. And on Instagram. And you can find me in my verbose, opinionated ideas. <laughs> Be prepared for a non-average. <laughs> find me on Fusion Photog. Or if you'd like to find us on our website together, because I don't know if you know we're in business together, you can find us at sproutconnectors.com. And we would love to connect with you. So thank you for your time, for your energy, and for your continued support of this, what we think is a brilliant show. And we know you're above average. Yeah, don't do average. Remember, it's a direct reflection of everything you do is a direct reflection of your output is the same as your inner engineering. So if you need to modify, if you're not happy with what you're getting, reflect on what it is you're unhappy about it and how you could go about changing it and change that internally. Don't focus on the outside of what it is. Focus on the inside of what it is and you'll find that the outside sort of kind of goes hand in hand with your inside. It was very confusing, but we'll see you soon. <laughs>